You are tuned in to The Tea Side, a podcast where we talk total health, life lessons, and music. I'm your host, licensed therapist, doula, and music enthusiast, Tanya D. Now let's get into it. Thank you for tuning in to a special bonus episode of The Tea Side Podcast with me, your host, Tanya D. If this is your first time listening, thank you. And I hope you enjoy the episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to follow me and leave a review over on iTunes. St. Louis, what's up? Happy 314 Day. Well, actually, it's Pi Day, like P-I, which is the day math lovers celebrate the math constant of 3.14, which is the ratio of the circumference of a circle, according to what I looked up on Google because I'm horrible at math and I don't know any of this stuff offhand. I'm a social worker. I don't do math. But in St. Louis, we celebrate our city because our area code is 314. So it only makes sense. I believe 314 Day started around 2014, but every year it seems to grow more popular and everyone wears their Cardinal or Blues jerseys. You'll even see some people still wearing their Rams gear. We eat local food and listen to St. Louis songs and artists. Even the local stores and venues have events that have items for sale for $3.14. Now, don't get me wrong. I know. I'm St. Louis born and raised, so I know there's a lot about the city and the state as a whole that needs to be addressed, but 314 Day is something we can all agree on. So today... I'm going to give you a quick three things I like about St. Louis in honor of 314 Day. Number one is the food, because I'm a fat girl at heart. Food in St. Louis is literally unique to us. You might go other places and get it. They may have the food, but it's definitely not the same. Namely, Chinese food. You can get a $2 box of rice that you oftentimes will eat directly out of the box. Other places you go is $7 or $13 and the rice is all light. Yeah, it's just not the same. But more unique to St. Louis is the St. Paul sandwich, which is very popular, especially in the African-American community. It's really just an egg for young patty between two pieces of white bread with mayo, lettuce, tomatoes, or you can get it plain. You can get a special with all the meats or shrimp, bean sprouts, etc. Now, don't take my St. Louis card away, but I've never eaten a St. Paul sandwich. I used to have an egg allergy growing up, so I couldn't eat them. Now, I just haven't felt the need to order one. I like my hot braised chicken, crab rangoon, egg rolls, or beef and broccoli, so I just don't feel the need to try it. Because I'm still not a huge fan of eggs and the whole sandwich with egg. Yeah, I'll pass. Also unique to St. Louis is our pizza. Specifically, Emo's. It's on a very thin, almost cracker-like crust. But the cheese is what makes the difference. And I'm a huge fan of cheese. So, I love it. The cheese they use is Provel, which is really a mixture of cheddar, Swiss, and provolone cheeses. So it's really soft and melts very easily. And we also have toasted raviolis or T-Ravs as some people call them. And Gus's pretzels. And I can't forget one of my favorites, Red Hot Ripplets. 
they are definitely a St. Louis staple. Oh, Vienna is a company here in St. Louis. They have the best chips and they are uniquely St. Louis. The sweet, spicy barbecue flavor on the chips are just, ooh, so good. And you know, I'm not even sure what it is, but it's something about the sweet, spicy flavor of the chip. So it's not a barbecue chip. It's not a hot chip. It's a combination of both. And it's not like it's just seasoning or flavor on the chip. They're saturated because your fingertips will turn red when you eat them. I have a sensitive palate, so I can't eat that many of them. But when I was little, a friend of mine used to dip hers in the tub of the South Philadelphia cream cheese. So generally now that's how I eat them because it takes a little bit of the kick out of it. But people eat them all the time. If you go on the website, they actually have recipes of different things you can make with the chips. You can crush them up in your food, put them on sandwiches. I think there's a chicken sandwich now, which is the red hot riplet sandwich. So it's got that seasoning on the sandwich. I haven't tried it, but I want to. And now all the foods I mentioned, people will ask for these foods to be sent to them. People order them out of town all the time. I've sent people Red Hot Riplets. I think now you can go on their website and just order them. But whenever I go visit my family in Memphis, they always, they used to live here. So now that they're gone, whenever we go and visit, they always give us an order of their Chinese food that they want. And we'll just take it down there. Even if we are like, it'll be cold. It won't be the same. They're like, no, that's okay. They still want it because it's St. Louis Chinese food. Emos, people order out of town. I don't know. It's just something about St. Louis food. And what always goes good with food in St. Louis is a local beverage, Vest Soda. They have fruity flavors like pineapple, strawberry, peach, and grape. They actually have a cola and a lemon lime, but most people prefer the fruity flavors. My personal favorites are grape, which I get with my Chinese food, or peach. Now, if you're looking for dessert, you can always come and get some Ted Drew's frozen custard or a St. Louis favorite gooey butter cake. It's very rich, so you don't need to eat a lot of it, but ooh, it's so good. I actually make gooey butter cakes. I would always make them for my brother for his birthday because he loved them. Now, I could talk about food all day. Like I said, I'm a foodie, but this is supposed to be a quick three. So moving on to number two, and that is the history and culture of St. Louis. I'm a big history buff, so... History and culture are fascinating to me. And for all the poor and terrible histories surrounding our city, there are a lot of really cool things in St. Louis to do. The zoo is one of the best in the world and it's free. So you can go there. There's also Grant's Farm, which is named after its builder, Ulysses S. Grant, which is where the Budweiser Clydesdales live. So that's always fun. Something to take the kids out to do. And aside from events and things to do, there's a lot of great architecture. Many of the original buildings from the 1800s still stand. One of them is the Wainwright building where I used to work. It was known as one of the first skyscrapers at only 10 stories high. It was built by Louis Sullivan, the man who built the original skyscraper in Chicago a few years before. St. Louis is a huge sports town. Everyone loves the Cardinals. I'm actually rocking my cards jersey today for 314 day. The fountains are turned red during playoff season in the World Series. 
and the momentum carries over into hockey season for the St. Louis Blues. And when they get to the playoffs, they'll turn the fountain water blue. We're also known for the Louisiana Purchase Exposition, which is a name that is rarely heard. Most people know it as the World's Fair. And it was the centennial celebration of the Louisiana Purchase that Thomas Jefferson made. And it was held here in St. Louis from April 30th to December 1st of 1904. And everyone knows about the waffle cone being invented at the World's Fair, but so was iced tea and 7-Up and Dr. Pepper. See, again, I'm talking about food. I can't help it. Sorry. But there are some really great parks to visit. The World's Fair was actually held in Forest Park. There's Tower Grove Park. I'll post some other cool things about the fair on my Instagram page later on. Downtown St. Louis is always fun. In high school, we would hang out at the riverfront. The streets still have some cobblestone, and they are really beautiful. But let me tell you, trying to be cute, walking in heels on those cobblestone streets is no joke. Especially if you've been drinking. Forget about it. (laughs) Yeah, you liable to twist the ankle, even if you haven't been drinking. Just trying to be cute in heels. And that was even back in the day when I was going out in the 90s when they had wedge heels. Yeah, it still wasn't easy. When I was little, I would go on field trips to the McDonald's riverboat. That was always an exciting thing to do. Like if you had contests at school, if your class was good, you won prizes or you won events to go to. It was always a field trip to the riverboat. And it was fun because as a kid, going to McDonald's was, that was always the best thing, right? But going on a boat that moved in the water as you were at McDonald's was even better. It was just the best thing ever. I loved it. I did that several times. But speaking of the riverfront, that brings me to my number one thing I love about St. Louis. And that's the arch. Yep, the arch. It's what the city is known for, but I love it. I've always been fascinated by it. I actually had a substitute teacher in the third grade that helped build the arch. Of course, nobody believed him until he started telling us how it was built, which was from the sides up to meet in the middle where the windows are. I think I thought the arch had always been there because it was there ever since I was born, ever since I could remember. But it was actually built in 1965. Now, how's that for a does that make me old segment? knowing that the arch is less than 10 years older than I am. (sighs) Goodness. But according to the arch website, it's 630 feet tall, which is also the distance from leg to leg at the bottom, and 63 stories tall. You can take a tram. There's one on the north side and the south side that goes up each leg, and there are 16 windows on each side at the top for you to look out of. And oddly enough, I've only been up in it once. I guess when you live somewhere, you don't really make a big deal out of things. I know people in New York said they'd never been up to see the Statue of Liberty. So I guess it's kind of the same way with the arch. But the site also says that it was designed to sway 18 inches in each direction. 
but it takes a 50 mile an hour wind to move the top one and a half inches. And it has a series of lightning rods on the top built in and grounded into bedrock to sustain the hundreds of lightning bolts that hit it each year. Honestly, to me, that's really amazing because since 1965, it's been standing, standing strong. There's no concerns or issues that it's about to fall or needing to replace anything. It's just really grand and massive. If you go down to the riverfront, people are always taking pictures by it, standing, trying to stand in the middle of it and get a great picture. I love taking pictures of the arch. But that's just a hobby of mine. I like taking pictures of scenery. I actually posted a picture on my Instagram page of a shot that I took of the arch while I was standing on the Eads Bridge, which is the bridge that connects Missouri to Illinois. We were, I don't remember which walk, maybe Sister Strut or something like that. They shut down the bridge and we were able to walk across it. So that was kind of neat. So I got to see the arch from the other side, but standing, not in a car. So it was really beautiful. So I took a few pictures of it. But if you go to my Instagram page, you'll see my post that says happy 314 day St. Louis. And the picture of the arch is the picture that I took. You know, When I travel out of town and when coming back, even if I'm on the train coming back from Chicago or even just driving downtown, I get excited when I see the arch and that's how I know I'm home. And that's how I know I'm so St. Louis. That's it. Like I said, just a quick three wanted to get something out there to celebrate St. Louis and give you all a little bonus content. And I'll talk to you soon until next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the T side podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at, the Teesside Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of the episodes. And be sure to tell a friend about the show. Until next time.